Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to episode 106 of the podcast. Today we are previewing the action of the next couple of days on the sports fields up and down the county and maybe a little bit further afield with a Leitrim interest. The big game of the weekend is the County Hurling Senior Final between Carrick Hurling and Clunine or Manor Hamilton. That game is at 2pm on Saturday tomorrow afternoon in Park Sean McDiarmada and we speak to Liam Morton of Carrick Hurling and Mark Boyle, one of the selectors with Clunine ahead of that game. I'll also be catching up with St. Joseph's player Michelle Heslin after her side's defeat in the Connacht Intermediate Club Championship last weekend against St. Nathie's of Sligo. A yellow card for her in that game, much like the county final. Unfortunately, in this instance, the result didn't go the way of her side and they are disappointed after that heartbreaking defeat. However, looking back on a very positive season, we have a chat later in the show. I'll also be talking to the chairman of the Ladies Football County Board, Aidan Heeran, with two major issues in our discussion. The first being their fundraiser next week in the Landmark Central in Carrick and Shannon, where all of the ladies football teams in the county have come together to run a massive fundraiser for all of the underage projects that are ongoing in the county. We'll hear more about that from Aidan, and he'll also tell us about the process and the final result for recruiting a new first-team manager for Leitrim Ladies. Hugh Donnelly is the new manager, ratified at a county board meeting last week, and he will lead the girls into action in Division 4 of the league next season. We'll find out a bit more about that whole situation from Aidan later on in the show. Our final interview this week will be with Mohal's Dervila Byrne, Herself and her Pimount United teammates secured their place in the FAI Senior Women's Cup Final to be held in the Aviva Stadium on the 3rd of November. It's a massive day out for everybody involved in women's football and it is Dervla's third time to be in the centrepiece event of the game in this country. Glenn Farns Alva Clancy had hoped to be on the opposing side for that game but unfortunately her Galway Women's FC team were defeated by Wexford last week which means that Wexford will be the opponents for Derville's side in two weeks time. Anyway let's get on with the show and we're going to start with hurling and first up Liam Morton of Carrick Hurling. We've talked a lot about Gaelic games on the show over the last three or four months and with the football championship now complete our attention turns to hurling and of course this weekend sees the senior county final between Carrick Hurling Club and Clunine of Manor Hamilton. I'm joined by Liam Morton of Carrick Hurling Club to talk about his side's chances this weekend but before we start I have to say first of all congratulations Liam, county champions last week at intermediate level in football with Leitrim Gales. How has the week been since the, the big victory? Thanks very much Brefney. Look, it's been a, it's been an amazing week for Leitrim Gales, for the club and for everyone involved in the village. Our first ever intermediate um, final uh, to win. So, look, it was brilliant to get across the line. And needless to say, the celebrations are, are still ongoing here in the village. Yeah, no, I, I was out myself for a couple of drinks on Sunday night after the game. And uh, it's been great. So how has preparation been this week with the county final, the hurling final, uh, with all the celebrating going on? Well, look, I suppose last Sunday, that was the last thing we were thinking about was a hurling final this Saturday. But um, as the week has went on, you know, our hurling manager and 
the management team, of course, have been on to us. So we've tried to we've tried to knuckle down the couple of lads that are involved in the hurling. You know, myself and the three brothers and Stephen Goldrick. So look, we we got out training during the week, and as I said, we've we've tried to have a hurl, you know, in our hand as the weeks have been progressing as well up to up to this semi final and up to up to the final this weekend. You know, tell us a bit about hurlin in the county works. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about hurlin. Uh, the Lion Mar win earlier in the year. The under 16s or under 17s had a great win as well in the the challenge trophy that that they were involved in. They did, yeah. Through the summer, so hurlin is kind of at its probably highest profile it's been for many years. Of course, we can't forget Carrick's record last year in the the Connacht Club Championship, winning the Junior Championship. That was huge as well. There really is a bit of a a surge in hurling over the last few years, but h- how big is the sport in the county? How many clubs take part? Look, at, uh, you, you, you talk about Leitrim hurling, and a lot of people might laugh at you, you know. But most definitely, last year in particular, like winning the Larry Maher Cup and ourselves, Carrick Hurling, going on and winning the, the Connacht uh, final, and then going on and just narrowly losing the All Ireland semi final, you know, by a, a single point. Like, it, it, it definitely is going places and seeing the the under 17s as you just said winning the Celtic Challenge like you know that was an amazing achievement as well for them young lads and like definitely Leitrim Hurling was put on the map last year and it is on the up and there is only the two clubs sadly we're, we're down now to Clooney Monch Manor Hamilton and Carrick Hurling club you know we've lost Ballinamore and we've lost Gortletra but a couple of them lads are still picking up a hurl um, so that is great and it's, it's good to keep that going but um I suppose in years to come, it, it, it's very important that we see maybe them clubs getting back up and gaining senior teams again, which is going to be important, vital, I suppose, to Leitrim progressing if the hurling is to pro- progress, you know? In terms of the game on Saturday, obviously it's the county final. Carrick have been past masters at this. I think there's only two years in the last maybe 20 or so where you haven't been the champions. Gortletra won one, I think, in the late 90s or early noughties. And as far as I know, Manor Hamilton won one recently enough. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, you've caught me on the hop now. Um, I know ourselves last year and the year before, I think, um, Manor Hamilton then, and Gortletra have won more recent than the, the, the 90s. Like They've won there, I think, maybe five years ago. I think Gortletra uh, won the senior title. So, um, look, at the, the, like I know Carrick Hurland have, have quite a few of them on paper. Myself, I've only three or four to my name. Like So, they are hard enough come by, you know. It's a different panel of players year in, year out. Like So, when you do get to one, um, they're not that uh, easy one. So you just have to take your chances on the day. And look at this Saturday; it's, it's going to be tough. I know we we were there last year, and you know there was nothing between the two teams. So it's it's going to be the very same on Saturday. It's going to come down to the the hungrier team on the day, and who who wants it more? You know. In terms of, I suppose, Leitrim hurling, you all come together to play in the green jersey for the national league and the Laurie Mara next year, uh, the Nicky Rackard trophy or championship in terms of being on opposing sides of that this weekend you're playing manner you know them so well how much of an impact does that come into the game i look at it we we know each other very well through the county setup and from playing each other at club level like i I don't look into that too much personally myself and a lot of the other lads on the team i'm sure are much similar but we just try and get on with it and uh, we shake hands at the start of the game and we look at we we go for the ball and made the best team win on the day as I do say you know I just I do try myself to to take my focus off who I'm marking or anyone that might maybe around me and just try and focus on the ball and doing the simple things right and getting the simple things right and if we can do that on the day I know we've come out on top. 
in terms of the game this weekend, who are the players from Carrick that someone who just walked in for their first ever hurling game might look out for on the Carrick team? We're um, a very strong panel. We the team hasn't been named, needless to say, but um, regardless of who who togs out or who starts on starting fifteen, uh, every one of the of the Carrick lads, you know, they're going to put their uh, their head where a lot of men wouldn't put their boot, and. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic game and if, if we, as I said, if we do the simple things right and a little bit of luck swings our way, we'll come out on top. But personally, I feel it's a, it's an amazing bunch of players that we have there in Carrick Hurling Club and everyone is as, is as strong as, as each other and I'm, I'm not going to pick out on any standout players because personally, looking back on last year's performance, you know, everyone really did step up to the mark and even the young lads that have come through, um, the likes of Jeremy Kelleher and Liam Phelan, these lads, like they're, they're, a, they're a huge help to the team and they're going to be an extra push on to us this year as well with the help of God. Well, listen, the very best of luck to you this weekend in the county final. Liam Morton of Carrick Hurland and, of course, Leitrim Gales as well. To yourself, your three brothers and your teammates, we wish you the very best of luck in the game. Thanks very much, Brefany. Thank you. Of course, for any final, we have to have two teams and facing Carrick on Saturday afternoon in Park Sean McDermott is, of course, Clooney Nimanch of Manor Hamilton and the general Manor Hamilton area and I'm joined by Mark Boyle who is a selector with that team on Saturday and also been involved in the club in various roles on the committee and coaching over the years. Mark welcome to the programme. Thanks Brefney, thanks for talking to us. Let's start first of all by telling me a little bit about the club and Clooney Nimanch, what does that mean? Clooney Nimanch, I suppose Clooney is the, is the Irish uh, name for Manor Hamilton, it's a, a, a small small meadow and Monches hurling, Clooney and hurling. So it's pretty self-explanatory <laughs> what it is. It's like Ron Seal. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Mark, it's a very small community within the county, the hurling, and you're facing into the only other club in the county in the senior final this year. Manor Hamilton have come on in leaps and bounds over the last decade or so. And they're really in with a shout of winning this game, which possibly wouldn't have been heard of when, when Carrick run that massive run, uh, probably for, over a decade of just winning the championship year after year after year. But now people are looking at this game kind of going, Manor Hamilton are in, are in this. And the success of the Manor players on the inter-county team over the year has really seen the club rise up to, to really be a, a, a challenger and a contender for this title on Saturday. That's correct. Um, yeah, I mean... When I would have, when I'd have to for this team, you know, we would basically be making up the, we'd be making up the numbers, just turning up for the the occasion of the final, you know, and we'd live in hope more than, more than feeling that we could that we could actually win a title, but then, things changed. I suppose, um, Michal Dolan, he started an underage structure, and he you know, a lot of these guys were under his tutelage, um, and um, I mean. Proud, proud, proud moment was this year was when we had, um, we had three or four guys involved in the Lower Mar final in Crow Park, you know, and that was that to me that was real progress and it was a big shot in the arm for for Hurland in, in Leitrim in general, but not in North Leitrim, you know. Um, I can see it at underage. I'm involved in coaching underage here in Manor Hamilton. We've kickstarted again. It's been dormant for a few years. And uh, you can see you can see the appeal with the kids, and you know they they want to play hurling. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we can only 
we can only play what's in front of us. So sadly, we only have one team to play, and I'm sure Carrick would say the same. But uh, at the end of the day, it's the the showpiece of the hurling calendar in Leitrim, and you know it's a it's a county title, and a, you know every every county, any player that plays a county title, county final, that you know, you know it's a proud proud moment if you can win a medal. So. We spoke to Liam Morton earlier in the show and he talked about how there was five players from the Carrick team playing with Leitrim Gales last weekend. Now most observers from the outside in this county in particular would expect that you had a huge overlap with the football team that won the senior championship last week but that's not actually the case. The number of players who play both in, in Manor Hamilton is is very small. I think it's only down to one player really in, in terms of the starting teams. How difficult is it to do that in a small rural area like Manor Hamilton? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, football is is the number one sport in Leitrim, and you know they're proud football and county. Um, we have one player who we could classify as a dual player, but then I suppose in in most counties now, most the the top top counties with involved in hurling and football, the players won't play both sport codes anymore. You know, I suppose it's it's just got so professional with the preparation, but. Uh, I suppose our bunch of lads, they they would have dallied with football, but they're they're real hurling people at heart, I suppose, and it's their that's the sport they love. They really love. They do play football, but they don't put the same amount of passion as, you know. So, um, but saying that, the the football people are very supportive of us. They're rowing behind us, and you'll see a lot of faces um, in the stands on Sunday that were there also last week cheering on the footballers so in terms of the game this week what are the chances what, what's your expectation of the game going into it well last year we were we were very competitive we were there there about, about the end it was a very tight game very low scoring game and I genuinely thought you know we could have we, we could have taken them at half time I thought we, we played we played some really good hurling in the first half unfortunately we just couldn't kick on um, the finals are like that, you know. But we're we're a very small squad. We're a very tight squad, uh, and everyone knows each other well. Everyone knows their role, and you know that that can that can be an advantage as well, you know. And um, all these guys, I mean, they've played they've played against the best at county level, so they won't be phased by it at all. And, and I think you know we've every we've every every chance, you know, every chance on the day. Yeah, it's interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I was up doing the previews for the footballers, and they trained on a Sunday morning, I think maybe two weekends ago, and you came on and trained straight afterwards. And to be honest, it was very difficult to tell which team was the the, the one in the, the, I suppose, the senior grade. You were both at the same intensity in terms of the session. You were both at the same focus. You looked in terms of having the proper gear and the proper equipment and it's a long way from like when I played a little bit of hurling back 20 odd years ago it was ragball rovers you showed up if you had a hurl it was an advantage or you borrowed one whereas you just seem to be yeah. as professional as the the senior footballers which is a new departure for the sport in the county really over the last couple of years that's really just kicked on well as I said a lot of these guys would have been in county panels development squads and they would have seen how professional it was so they wouldn't accept you know something haphazard or and I mean at the end of the day it's we brought in we brought in outside coaches to help out at different sessions 
and so and they've commanded you know that everyone buys into it a hundred percent and that's what we want you know we want everyone focused because you can be sure that Carrick are just as professional and just you know working just as hard so we have to meet that we have to meet that intensity on the day otherwise we're not we're not going to be there you know at the end well listen mark thank you very much for joining us it is of course manor hamilton's 50th year of gaelic games in the Glencar Manor Hamilton Club and with Clooney also involved in that. So the very, very best of luck uh, in the game on Saturday afternoon at 2pm in Avancard Park, Sean McDiarmada. It's a great day. And Manor Hamilton really has been booming this year. The finalists in the Ladies Senior Championship, uh, in, they've also won the, obviously last week we discussed it heavily enough on the show, they've won the Senior Football Championship and now they'll be making a serious bid to become um, the senior hurling champions as well so the very best of luck to you and your team in that quest Mark thank you very much in the world of women's soccer this week there has been some pretty heavy Leitrim interest in the two semi-finals of the FAI Women's Senior Cup now it was a Bad day at the office last week for Alva Clancy and her Galway Women's FC teammates as they went down to Wexford. But it was a great day for Mohul's Dervla Byrne and she joins me now to talk about her semi-final success with her P-mount side last night in a game against their title rivals, Shelburne. Dervla, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Rafni. It's been a while. We've 100 shows done and we haven't had you on, which is a bit surprising because you've been a constant fixture in every conversation about women's sport in the county. Um, so welcome to the show. Yeah, um, thanks very much. Tell us a bit about the game last night, a 2-0 win over your title challenger, Shelburne. It must have been sweet to kind of get that first blood. I know you've played them a couple of times this year, but it must have been nice to get that uh, cup final place ahead of them. Yeah, it was a very tough game now last night because we've played them a couple of times throughout the year, as you've said, and it's never been an easy game, but... I think it'll give us great confidence now going forward the next couple of weeks to finish off the league and then to go on and take on Wexford in the cup final after beating a quality side like Shelburne. Of course, the cup final takes place in the rather salubrious setting of the Aviva Stadium. You're no stranger there. You've played there a few times before. It's always nice to get back there though, right? Yeah, I think at the start of the year, it's always um, a competition that everyone kind of highlights for themselves and every team wants to get there at the end of the year gives you a great chance to showcase your talents and your your skills in front of everyone so it's a really big occasion and I hope this year now that I can change my luck there and that hopefully we can come out with a win it hasn't been a great hunting ground for you has it <laughs> not to date so far no but hopefully we'll change that now on the 3rd of November now you've been there in a couple of different jerseys you were there with Shells yourself you were there with UCD and now you go back with P-Mount um, what, what number final is this is it 3 or 4 Um, I think it's 3 yeah, it's my third one now, so... It's the third time Hopefully lucky. third time's a charm, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. In terms of the game last night, talk us through, uh, because I saw a video today, and we've shared that on our social media, and the second goal in particular, you played a massive role in. That was a pretty crunching tackle. You could actually hear it on the video, um, and then you just went off on a run and played the ball off, and, she, and uh, it was just stuck in the back of the net from there. So, like, that's kind of what you've been doing for years, so it's nice to kind of see it on video on, on a big on a big setting like the semi-final. Yeah, it was a really tough game from the start. We went in at half-time, then nil all. Both teams had chances. I think we might have had the better chances of the two in the first half, so it was nice to actually take them chances in the second half. 
then we went one nil up from a counter attack, and then as you said, I got I I was involved then in the second goal. So I think it was just on everyone's mind to keep pressing shells that we'd make we'd force them into mistakes. If we won the ball back off them, then we were strong enough on the counter to go and score goals. In terms of the overall season, the FAI Cup final is where people would have expected Piedmont. They recruited really well over the closed season last year and you've been top of the league all season. Two games to go, two points clear with two very winnable games. How much can you allow your mind to concentrate on the cup final or are you still kind of thinking about the league title and the European Champions League qualification that comes with that? Yeah, I think this year couldn't have went any better for us at all. If, if you had to ask us at the start of the year, what would our aims be or where would we like to be at the end of the season? We would have said, look, put us in the shake-up for the league at the end and if we get a chance in the FAI Cup as well that'd be a major aim but now for the next two weeks we really have to focus on our last two league games and then hopefully if we get over them hurdles then we'll be able to focus on the FAI Cup final. In terms of the final itself you face Wexford a team you know only too well over the years you are the form team this year but what are you expecting the final to, to be like? Yeah, we've played Wexford now a good few times over the last couple of years. This year now is the first year we've really kind of got over them and we've beaten them three times in the league, but that doesn't really mean much. Them three wins were 1-0, 2-1, 2-1, so it's going to be a really tight game. And I think, especially when it goes to the Aviva, it's a big pitch, big stadium, it's very open and it gives both teams a great chance to attack. So I think it'll be a good end-to-end game with hopefully a couple of goals and I'd be hoping that we'd be the team to come out on the good side of it. In terms of the game itself, even in your short term and time in the game, you're still quite young. I think you're only maybe 21, 22. In terms of, of the changes you've seen since your first appearance in the Aviva, I think you might have been, what, 16 or 17 when that first happened back uh, for Shells. How has the game progressed in terms of the standing within the sporting community in the country? Oh, yeah. Every year the standards are improving. There's more teams coming into the league and then obviously there's more there's younger players coming up all the time and if you ever think that you're settling down and you're you're settled into a team and you're taking your place you 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 need to think about that again because there's always new players coming on the scene and players bursting out an oar that you wouldn't have even heard of before and that's really helped lift the standard of the league in the last couple of years in terms of your own position within the game obviously you made your international debut i think it was last year you're you've played most of the season at left back and how has that affected your your own role and your own chances of getting back in that Ireland squad, particularly with the new manager that's come in now? Yeah, so I was playing on the wing um, up until this year, really, and then I was kind of put, put into left-back this year, but it's kind of helped me a lot because I've been able to focus more on my defensive game as well, and I was able to bring attack and defence into that position. So um, the new manager has come into the, the Ireland squad, and hopefully now I'll be able to impress her in the coming weeks obviously there's only a couple of weeks left in this season but then pushing into next season I'd have to look at trying to prove myself there as well. Of course Eileen Gleeson uh, would be well familiar with with everything you have to offer she's the assistant manager at the Irish level she's obviously been your club manager for a couple of seasons as well. Yeah it's great to see Eileen getting an opportunity she really deserves it and she's put in so much work with the women's game in Ireland so hopefully now she's going to lobby very hard as well for the National League players because she knows what we're putting in week in week out and we're just we're putting in just as much work as girls are that are abroad and stuff so we'll just have to see how that develops now. On a local level obviously Alva also playing in the Women's League she's with Galway but there's two young talents coming through in the shape of Devaney and Leah Fox from Manor Hamilton if you could give them a bit of advice now they're probably at the age when you first played in that FAI Cup final what would your advice to the two girls be? 
Um, yeah, I think just for them to keep working hard, you're never going to get things handed to you, so you have to just keep your head down. And I know the two of them are excellent players. I've seen them play like a couple of times in Gaelic and soccer, and they really are heading in the right direction. So I think they just need to keep doing what they're doing and listen to their their coaches and their parents and stuff. They're not going to point them in the wrong direction. You mentioned playing them in Gaelic and seeing them in Gaelic. You played with Mohol yourself this year. Any chance we might see you back in the, the green and gold Leitrim? Or I know they have a new manager on coming on stream for next season as well. Or is that ship sailed? <laughs> I don't know now. Just, there's not enough hours in the day sometimes to play everything. So I think I'll have to just wait and see what way the soccer is panning out. Well, that's a fairly diplomatic answer. I like it. Listen, uh, Dervla, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a tough year for you uh, off the field as well. So um, congratulations on everything you've achieved and the very best of luck for the last two league games and, of course, on the in the Aviva on the 3rd of November. And I think tickets are €15. Euros. You get the men's and the women's game, but there is Leitrim interest. And I think I would urge anyone who's listening from the county who has any interest in soccer at all to get themselves to the Aviva and cheer Dervla on. You'll get two cracking games of football for it as well. Dervla, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Bethany. We know the cost involved in keeping sports on the road here in the county and ladies football is no different to anybody else. So next week in Carrick and Shannon in the Landmark Hotel, The Cube is coming to town and of course you're familiar with the ITV show, Philip Schofield. Well, our own version of Philip Schofield's not really. He won't be presenting the show, but the chairman of the county board, Aidan Heeran, joins me now to talk about what exactly is involved on the night, how it's going to work, and more importantly, how people can come along and support their own club and their club mates and maybe even win some money for their club on the night. Aidan, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Brefni. Good to be here. You're more than welcome. Open invitation as always. Aidan, tell us a bit about the event, The Cube. It's in the landmark, as I mentioned. And how is it going to work on the night? What's the night entail? Uh, the Cube, um, briefly, we've got uh, 36 contestants. We have some VIP contestants who came in as well, which was great. Uh, and there's uh, six, there's six um, players in each, in each heat. So there's six heats all together. So actually, the winner of each heat goes into a quarterfinal, then it goes into semi-finals, then it goes into the finals. And uh, the winner of the final, obviously, gets a thousand euro plus five hundred euro to their club or their community. Ever what's ever what they went to give it to? It's up to them. So those people are made up of representatives from each of the ladies' football clubs around the county. Yeah, yeah, they get sponsored person like like Claire owns their captain, Leitrim captain. Like she, she went out herself and she's a contestant, and she got people to sponsor her. And with the likes of Kevin Blesson, Ryan O'Rourke, um, Hubert McCormick, the mayor from Shambo, you know, just different. And then we just got um, players from each club doing as well, from Fina, from Anna Duff, Gort Letra, uh, Will, and all right around to to Drummer here, Manor Hamilton. From Kieran, right around the whole country, with with people um, representing their area, which is great. I think you're pretty much guaranteed to have forgotten a club there, so we better mention every single club is represented in the county. In terms of the actual night, how can the public participate in the night? Well, um, every contestant like they're they representing an area of the club, so we're asking in who wants to represent the person of that area to come and wear the club jerseys if they can or have the same colour. So it's like every club at the end there's colours and this bit of banter going on and different stuff and it's a it's like a it's like a sort of a blitz type thing because everybody is there at it and 
but someone has to win it at the end of the night, you know. So, like, the entry fee for uh, adults is 20 euro, and under 12 is 5 euro, just because they want to bring kids with them. We didn't expect to charge them that much. So, and minor is, uh, is 10 euro, so we're just sort of trying to break it down. So, everybody gets an opportunity to go in there without paying, you know, like uh, 20 euro. So, we wanted a family affair as well, and the and even kids supporting, like Ryan O'Rourke, my, he's here as well, that they want to go on. And, of course, Kevin Blessing would be well known around, and all people want to go and see him go and all that sort of stuff so it's all just a, a real fun atmosphere and, and just cheering on your person when they're going in to represent your area in, in the competition the money raised on the night aiden what exactly is that going to support within the county board's activities it's going to, going to support our uh, underage development, uh, ma- mainly, uh, like uh, there will be percentage, obviously, for the Legion ladies, that has to be uh, uh, front foremost as well. Uh, it goes right through to under 9s, under 11s, 13s, 15s, 17s development teams, and obviously that's for buses, uh, going to venues, pitches, hiring pitches, um, foods, whatever the, is required of the management team. And obviously when you go to the senior team, then travelling to games, bus costs, food after games, uh, pitches for their training as well. It's, it's, it's just, it's amazing the, how it adds up. You know, it's like if you have a manager and you have a, you, you have the manager there for the night to train the county team and you have the pitch there as well. And then you have food for the team after. Like you're talking about four or 500 euro a night. It's a very, very costly exercise. All yeah. Right. In, yeah. In terms of the the county team going forward, of course, there has been the positive news this week of the appointment of Hugh Donnelly as the new adult football manager. We call it that's intermediate grade in Championship Division Four in the league. Obviously, as chairman, you've been involved in that process, or at least you've been aware of that process. What impact is this appointment going to have on the team going forward? Uh, the impact will be good. Will be good. And like we had a we had a good few who came in uh, for the job, and we had a independent interview committee: Declan Bohan, Nolan uh, McLaughlin, and uh, another gentleman uh, from the Con Con and from the Connacht Council. They were the independent interview committee last year. We sort of rushed into them because the county board was just starting up again, and it was just rush, 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 and we didn't have chance to to look in really uh, proper management. They're all gone in here, so like we were hoping how we did get would have done the job and obviously didn't work out that way even though i am grateful to danny clark for for sticking it out and doing a great job for the year but just when the interview uh, committee uh, took on the the job of interviewing the people interested in being a county manager for Leeds ladies um it was an opportunity for us to sit back as we were doing our own stuff with the cube and that and we just didn't want any distraction uh with that job because it had to be a vital a vital um job to, to have a good manager in place so this committee came in and they done it and they interviewed on the two nights at the, at the bush hotel in carrick and shannon and interviewed all the people and they, they went on a pint system for different things you know like uh, experience uh, um, their um, different levels of uh, county management or in previous and that sort of stuff and then they came to two recommendations and one was a close one to home and the other was Hugh Donnelly uh, in Tyrone and we did have a good look at it and myself and PJ sort of looked at it then and, and uh, the executive uh, Paul Drowley and a few more looked at them and we had a good discussion on it and um, like um, we felt that Hugh Donnelly was, was the man that would do the good job. He has his own team. We didn't have to go looking for selectors and all them headaches you don't want to you know from your own county so they're coming in full on to 
to take on the job. Uh, we have our own liaison officer, which would be Melissa Hewitt and probably uh, Maria McCauley. Uh, that's to be ratified yet. But um, uh, then it, it just gives us a chance to do our stuff. And the manager does all his stuff. Like last year, we were booking pitches and it's just trying to get pitches was frustrating and going everywhere. And it was just so hard, you know, and the fair play of the team who was stuck with you, because for them, you didn't know where you were going from week to week. And it was very unprofessional looking, but there's nothing we could do. And obviously the weather wasn't great either because of the climate of uh, January, February, we sort of got hit with heavy rain and pitches weren't available and everybody was not given a pitch. And you could see why, because they didn't want the pitch getting trashed and the centre of excellence wasn't sort of up, uh, up to the nick because they had county trained themselves with the senior men's and minor and under 20. So like it was a hard battle this year to get a permanent ground where you could know you were trained every week. So Setting up early this year, like uh, October, we're going to meet the manager tomorrow night, have a good discussion with him about what's what and information he wants and we have to provide that with him and he goes, he takes it from there on in and it just means we can sit back and run the county board in the best way we can without having to be caught up in the, the women's uh, management uh, process as we were this year. Aidan, it sounds like you're miles down the road from where you were 12 months ago when, when you came in as a, as a brand new board, as you mentioned yourself, and PJ and Martina Hackett from Borna Kula and, and others uh, deserve huge credit. Padraoli has been around all year as well, and others, um, it has to be said, but they're the ones that kind of have, have been on my radar uh, this year. So the very congratulations to everybody who's been involved in the, the ladies' board this year because survival at intermediate grade um, and and a new position and this fundraising initiative that's really brought all of those clubs back together when it's been a bit fractious in the sport in the county. You must be happy with how the year has panned out and has developed into where you are at the moment. Oh, certainly, briefly, yeah. It has been, like, there was a few blind spots, you could say, during the year, you know, but the main thing was uh, our county girls sticking together, even though they were losing and it's just disheartening your training every week and you're just getting pipped uh, every time, you know, and you should be sort of maybe getting a win, you know, so for our girls to hang in right to the bitter end and then just to finish off with style was just brilliant, you know, for our girls who were, I was so delighted for them, you know, because the, it's very hard to keep to keep the head up when you're getting knocked back and they, they they kept the head up right to the last day and that's when they showed their total total just uh, pride in the jersey and went out and gave an exhibition of football which was really sort of not there all year but I mean it wasn't far from it so good on them and then we got a finance committee who came in they were just being brilliant really really good and fun as well not serious stuff fun and everybody working together and doing the right things and I think that's what a county board should be everybody it has to be enjoyable as well it's not just a, a slog and people not getting on well and you know doing things against each other. No, it's not, that's not a county board. A county board is like a family. You work together, you be honest with each other and help each other out. And hopefully the board will, will live to the strength of that and, and survive without too many uh, hiccups in the future. Absolutely, Aidan. And I'd like to wish you the best of luck as you proceed towards the Cube next week, but really into the next season and all of the good things that seem to be heading the way of ladies football. It's lovely to be talking about positive news stories about ladies football on the show. Thank you so much, Aidan, for everything during your season. The very best of luck with the Cube next weekend. And of course, if there's people listening, make sure they make their way to the Landmark Central next Saturday evening. What time does everything kick off at, Aidan? Uh, eight o'clock, uh, half seven, all the contestants have to be there ready to kick off. Excellent. Well, listen, the very best luck to everybody and hopefully it's a massive success and raises a load of money for the good work that you have in the roadmap ahead towards 
maybe some more days out in Crow Park and championship success. Anyway, Aidan, it's been fantastic. Thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, Brett, and thanks for all the covers you've done this year. Being brilliant, and uh, everybody enjoyed being on the field, uh, interviewing them, just, just making them special, uh, and it was great to have that. So, thank you, and wish you good luck on on the great job you're doing, and hope you get the support and whatever you need to keep that going and expand more in the future. Thanks very much, Aidan. All the attention last weekend was on Park Sean McDermott and the county finals that took place, but there was one other team in action over the weekend in Championship Fair, and that was, of course, St. Joseph's of Ahavas and Carrigallon, who took part in the Intermediate Championship Final in Connacht, and they were unfortunately beaten by St. Nathie's of Sligo in that decider in Ballyhonus on Sunday afternoon. I'm joined by Michelle Heslin. Michelle, it was a tough day at the office for you. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, it didn't really turn out now to be the result that we had hoped for, but um, not really we can do with that now. Obviously, looking back, it was a very positive year overall, so obviously it is hugely disappointed to end with a loss. Now, I don't like to criticise referees, but I have seen the video back of <laughs> a couple of challenges that was doing the rounds today on, on social media, and... Yeah, like, okay, so the story is for people who haven't seen the video, we might share it on our Facebook group as well, but for the people who haven't seen the video, um, there was two incidents where you just absolutely poleaxed twice, and the second one, uh, you, you were on a run, you got taken out of it, and the referee had a chat with his linesman or whatever, came back and sin-binned both players. It made absolutely no sense. What was, <laughs> what was the, the view on the day in the game? Um, yeah, I suppose maybe probably before the game had started um you know we had been told after the two captains had went up um you know that the referee kind of wasn't going to like you know tolerate any kind of like harsh taxing that it was basically you know you couldn't really put your hands on the ball it was just hands out the whole time so i suppose maybe for anybody that has seen the videos that has been on social media I suppose probably maybe for the first instant, you know, you could kind of have two opinions on it. Like, you know, whereas obviously there is kind of that slight shift of motion, you know, to right to left. But you do have to question, you know, why was that person, you know, in on top of in on top of you, like, you know, so quickly when all it was was just, you know, you're allowed to have your hands out um, in terms of the second incident. Um, I just think it's absolutely crazy. Um, I don't think... It was a yellow card for either player, you know, I suppose it was probably more so maybe a coming together. You know, I know Kira from playing county football, like, you know, she's a very strong girl, same as myself, like, you know, so obviously, you know, she wasn't going to let me buy her or I wasn't going to couldn't get by her either, like, you know, so it probably just looked to be maybe a more so coming together than anything else. And... Um, obviously the referee made his decision and so you just have to go along with that and you know try and get on with the game he's not going to change his mind in terms of the impact that had on the game what what stage of the game was that in terms of the scoreline and, and time left um, that just happened before half time um, I'm not fully sure what the scoreline was I think we might have been down maybe two or three points I'm not fully sure to be honest but then for the second half, then I think we had 
pulled it back then to 10 points apiece and then we ended up getting another clear then same things so I think obviously for the second half probably people would argue maybe St. Nathie's probably were the better team but I just think from our point of view you know we never kind of really got to like play with our full 15 or we could never then therefore we couldn't play for to our full potential like you know so in terms of the actual season though as you mentioned it has been a good year your third consecutive championship title here in Leitrim you're competitive in, in the Connacht championship albeit at an intermediate level but I think that's the grade that Leitrim teams are probably at in the in the grander scheme of things how enjoyable has it been for you um yeah like luckily if somebody was to say to you starting back at the beginning of the year oh that you were going to win your third senior title in Leitrim and get to a Connacht final like you'd bite their arm off like you know we went through after winning our first uh county final in 2012 like we had some fierce disappointing days and you know you're thinking to yourself god am i ever going to get another one again like but um this year like we just kind of set out like you know to you know play well in every game like take each game as it came like and obviously our full focus is on the league and Although we did get to the final and lose, like, you know, I think we had a lot of positives to take from it as well. And I think we did bring that into the championship as well. Like, you know, so I think obviously um, getting the win then on county final day and progressing on to Connacht then. And, you know, for anybody that did travel over to Balnia to the Kilmore Moy game, I think it was probably one of our best performances that we have put in, like, you know, to go from been three points down to coming back and at one stage been up by nine and end up winning by four like was just unbelievable like and then even semi-final against Kilglass um you know that was in the very nip and tub game so it was and we only we barely scraped out of Kerry Gallen with the win and then obviously getting to the Connor final like you know I suppose maybe kind of it just didn't go away on the day but like we have so much you know to be positive about like young girls have come into the team this year like you know that are only 16 17 years of age like you know and have pushed on so much like you know so we definitely have lots to look forward to for the future that's great on the club scene but also on the county scene there's a bit of daylight for what's been a troubling period in Leitrim's history new manager in place that must be exciting as a player who's been one of the stalwarts of the team and one of the leaders of the team over the last couple of years. You must be very excited about what that means for the team. Um, yeah, definitely. It's very exciting and extremely positive, like, you know, to have a manager in place um, as early as this. Like, I know last year um, we started off pretty late. Like, you know, I say probably most teams would have had at least two or three months training done ahead of us like you no know, so we were like you no know, throughout the year we were always going to be playing catch up um so obviously now we have so we have a lot of time to plan and you know for girls like you know that they will hopefully know the setup so they can like you know make arrangements if they want to commit for the 2020 year like no that's really really so, good how much do you know about the new guy um i just knowing that he has seems to have a lot of experience um uh, managing Ulster minor teams um, between Fermanagh, Donegal. So hopefully um, with him having that good background with minors, that he obviously will be hoping to push them on to the senior team now this year. And 
Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Hard luck the way your season ended. I know uh, it's been a rough week for you as well. You've had a bit of a, a procedure today. You're going to take a couple of days to recover from that. Um, you're, it's been quite a couple of days after laser eye surgery, I believe, you've been undertaking. Um, yeah, <laughs> a few well-deserved rest days. <laughs> you should have brought that referee with you from last week as well. He might have uh, taken advantage of that himself. <laughs> Michelle, thanks so much and congratulations on what has been a fantastic year for the club and for yourself. Despite the couple of sin binnings, it's been a, a great year for you and for the for the team. So well done and I'm sure we'll be chatting to you between now and the start of next season. Okay, thanks, Brittany. Some other notable action in the region this weekend. Sligo Rovers have their last game of the SSC Electricity League in the showgrounds this Saturday evening. It's their last home game of the campaign and they host Derry City at 7.45 on Saturday evening. Derry City, of course, chasing that European place while Sligo will be hoping to restore a bit of pride and take another three league points in a hope to increase their tally from this season. The County Cross Country Championships take place in St. Phelan's Balnamore with that event taking place at 3pm tomorrow, Saturday and a very big day for everybody involved in athletics in the county. Nominations for the Leitrim Sports Awards are available and are open until next week, so get your nominations in for whoever or whichever team you feel deserve them. The application form is available on leitrimsports.ie and also in the middle of the Leitrim Observer this week you can find another copy of the form. Two soccer games this weekend of note. Glencar Manor host Ballastadere United in the Park at 11am on Sunday morning, while Carrick Town faced the trip to Tobacurry to play Chaffpool, and that game is at 2pm on Sunday afternoon in the Premier League of the Sligo Leitrim District League. In rugby, no game for Carrick seniors this weekend, but Sligo are in All-Ireland League action, and they travel to the Aviva Stadium to take on local side Wanderers. That game is on Saturday afternoon at 2.30pm. And that, folks, is all we have time for this week. Thank you so much to my guests, to Mark Boyle and Liam Morton, ahead of the senior hurling final, to Michelle Heslin and Aidan Heeran of the Women's Football Board and St. Joseph's, and also to Dervla Byrne, her first time on the show, but surely not her last over the coming weeks and months as she prepares for the FAI Senior Cup final with her Piedmont United side. That's it for today and I will be back tomorrow with A Current Affair. Talk to you then.